the Studio Cuts Podcast with WRRV. Welcome to the WRRV Studio Cuts Podcast. It's Val, and I had the chance to sit down with none other than Jack Antonoff of Bleachers. We talked the new album that just came out Friday the 30th, Take the Sadness Out of Saturday Night. We talked about the upcoming tour. I gushed a little bit because that's what I do best. Let's take a listen. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. It's wonderful to talk to you. What an honor. Uh, Nice to talk to you. Awesome. Uh, My name is Val. I host the Midday Show at WRV out of Poughkeepsie, New York. I love Poughkeepsie. You do? We have to play at the Chance all the time. You know, obviously with things COVID, we haven't been to the Chance in forever, but like what a cool little venue. Well, Beth, I'm from, uh, you know, I'm only from like an hour away. Yeah. Are you in Jersey now? No, I'm in New York right now. Okay. And I mean, we're getting the opportunity to talk to you the night before the album release. Is it nerves? Is it excitement? What is it? It's like uh, this frozen state of like, it's, it's, it's out there and I've done the thing and how I sort of, uh, it's, it's like you've had like a three-year conversation with yourself and then you share the entire transcript. That's so cool. I mean, I, I was speaking earlier with someone. I was like, you know, I'm getting the opportunity to sit down and talk with him. Like, it's hard to formulate questions about like the process of putting this album together, especially during this like wacky time, but your music is so intentional and your music hits people so hard. And so like tugs on the heartstrings there. So what, what is, I mean, what was the process like with this particular album? You know, you're always trying to tell a story that's kind of living pretty deep inside you and is a little bit scary and frustrating. Like, you know, you, you write about the things that are, that are hard to make sense of the things, you know, are quite boring to write about. Um, so, so if, if you're kind of coming at it from that process then it, it makes it pretty impossible to do anything that isn't hyper personal, you know, I don't write that much, you know, this album is 10 songs. It's been more than three years since my last album. It, you know, it's very rare that you land on something and understand it as an, an album as your entire body of work. And I did with this, which is why I released it. Um, but it's, it's a pretty hyper intense place. I can imagine. Is there, is there a favorite song on the album so far that you're excited for us to get to listen to? Um, There's a song called uh, Don't Go Dark, which is in many ways sort of like the, I call the angriest song I've ever written. And, and it's, okay. it's, not, it's not I love you, it's not I hate you. It's this place sort of in between where you just really need to be released from someone and um, it was a really uncomfortable feeling for me to have, which is why I wanted to write it. It was just a big piece of the album, this like uh, wanting to move on and wanting to be released. Okay. And what was it like? I know you probably get this with every interview, but working with Bruce Springsteen? Uh, just a absolute dream. I mean, he's so influential to my music. The first artist I heard that made me kind of recognize the place I was from is having this bigger emotional value within music and the sound of it. Uh, so to have him on the album is uh, extremely beautiful and, and amazing to me. Did you get nervous working with him or is it like you're at that point in your career where you're like, I got this. No, it's sort of, it's not, it's not nervous. It's not ego. It's, it's kind of somewhere else because you're, you're chipping it away from such a vulnerable place when you're working with people and you're recording or writing or doing anything that, it almost feels like you're just a part of something with someone when you collaborate. 
and you're both reaching for something and, and that, that kind of like almost in service something bigger. So it, it takes the place of nerves. Okay. Now I know, I mean, you collaborate with your, your list of collaborations is just incredible to look at the list of people that you've worked with. Is there anybody that's on your, like, I must work with this person list or anyone that you are like, I wonder what it would be like to work with this particular artist. It's a really interesting question because the, tr- and, and the answer is no. And the reason why the answer is no is because, um, you know, working with someone sort of the magic of it is finding out where they want to go, where they haven't been. So if I don't know someone, I can't know where they want to go. So, if, so even if I hear something that I love, I don't think to myself, well, I want to work with them. I think, oh, that's great, but they did it. I don't know where they're going. So it's very hard for me to contextualize or answer. Yeah, it's, I, I don't know. Just to sit down and look at your your history and, and all of the work that you've done with all of these people. I don't think I realized how many people you've collaborated with. Um, it's just incredible. I don't leave the studio terribly often. I kind of just stay there. It and seems like it. It's uh, a place where I didn't really make sense of a lot of stranger things in life. So I find myself not wanting to move. It has to be therapeutic though. Um, yeah, I see it more as just sort of like a way of life, like a language. Um, and it's how I, it's a, a lens in which I view the world. It's how I communicate with people. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely therapeutic, but, but almost even more than that, more just like the, the way I, I live. It's kind of how I, I function. And is there a, do you prefer solo work or do you prefer, like, obviously you've been involved with a number of different bands. Like, was it hard to transition from working with, you know, a group to solo stuff or vice versa? Yeah, I prefer to be solo and then have a band. Okay. Um, I don't like to be in a band in a democratic democratic sense. It's, you know, I really need to, uh, very, very frustrating and anxious for me to feel like I couldn't get my ideas that I really saw and that you have to deal with opinions and people's baggage and all this stuff. You know, I really, it's a pretty like straightforward road of, of what I want to do. And I love collaborating and I love drawing on people for help and inspiration, but I, I don't um, really like being in a position where I can't follow that feeling. Sure. And the way that you work it with your tours, um, your band kind of rotates or there's there's a number of different people that comes in and out when you hit the road there's there's a core band that's been on the road me for a long time um i I like to bring people in here and there to mix it up we just brought in two extra musicians when we played on tv last week but there's a there's a core band that are on the records and the fans know them and and they're there so you know it doesn't have to be as as black and white as solo artist or band like they kind of live in that middle space of uh it's me, but then this this band, uh, which I lead, but but also they have a lot of space to to define what they do, and 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 uh, there's a big culture to that. Okay, and what was the last like big show that you played live in front of like a real audience? December 2019, I did three shows in California for no other reason. I remember calling uh, the people I work with, them and I was like, I was like, I've been in the studio. I just really, I just need to go out and play and feel that. And it was so random and I rarely do that. It's, you know, it's, it's much more usually like you tour for a reason or you're behind something. I just did these three shows in California and they were magical. And I thought, all right, I'm gonna go home and work on this album, plan a tour, cut to September, 2021 will be my next almost two years later. Wow. 
And that was the I love making this album kind of three show tour. Yeah, appropriately titled. Yeah, but I'm going, but I'm losing my mind. I, I mean, and you had no idea what was to come when we were really losing our minds. Jesus, a couple yeah. Later. How simple I must have seemed. <laughs> but I mean, did it put you in the mindset? To like really say like okay I, I got these these three shows out and now I have no other option but to write and but to produce this new album. Um, I just wanted to be in contact with my audience and kind of feel that for a second and bring that energy back in the studio. You know, there's lots of things you do. You move this room, you move that room, you you go play some shows, you do this, and anything that's kind of like shocks the system, so you can keep chipping away and keep finding the strength you need to stay on the track that you set out for yourself making an album. It's a very intense process. So you, you if you feel like going to play, you should go play. If you feel like going to get dinner, you should go get dinner. It's not something yeah, you right? just like drill down and say, all right, I'm gonna finish this album. It kind of tells you what to do. You have to be at peace with that. Is there anything this, I've been trying to ask anybody we've talked to like coming out of this like post COVID world, is there anything your listeners and your fans would be surprised to know that you learned or picked up during this whole quarantine lockdown world? I didn't pick up much because right? I, a lot of my life is, you know, a lot of my life is a bit of quarantine anyway because I'm kind of in alone in the room writing. Sure. So I, a lot of my days were spent there. And by the time I was done, I'd be hungry and ready to like sit on the couch and, and do nothing. So I just, you know, my life changed massively and obviously all the concern and fear and on a number of different levels, but in terms of what my body was doing, it makes sense to me to wake up and go into the studio in my apartment and work and then come out and go to bed. And I, I can do that for a pretty long time. Okay. And so now that you're getting ready to hit the road and support the album with the tour, are, are you nervous to get back on the road or are you ready? A combination. It's also such a new landscape. Um, you know, it's like going to like a new high school or something. You're like, what's it going to be like? What's it going to feel like? Um, I'm obviously things are changing so rapidly. I'm also nervous from the perspective of, I just want to, I just want to get to it and, and feel it. Cause it, yeah, it's really bizarre. It has to be. And what can fans expect with this tour? Anything like, I know you don't want to let out all your secrets. No, I, I see it. Well, uh, well, just from an emotional perspective, I see it like that, you know, that metaphor about like the, the gas tank and you have that secret 20 miles after empty. I always yeah. live was everything. Couldn't get any more emotional. Couldn't get any better, but. Somehow it will, you know, now that we've had a taste of what it's like to not have it. Right. And I think that's what so many people who, who live for live music are just ready to get out there and absorb it and it'll fuel them. It's, I know for us, it, it's been so hard to work in this industry and play all of these artists and say like, we'll let you know when they're touring or like, yeah, totally. It, when we get them. It's bizarre. And it, um, I always thought touring is a very sturdy, non-fragile thing, which sounds hilarious now, but that's what I thought was everything else is fragile except touring. And it's, you know, it's obviously the, the biggest one we're all learning, just this uh, concept of, of what you can hold and what you can't. And, the, you know, at best, try to not view it all in a dark way and kind of live with what you got. And, and, if you, and if you get to go to a show and it's comfortable and safe and play it or be there like it's the last show of your life yeah i guess it's a good way to look at it is there i know you're on the bill for governor's ball is there anyone that you're like is on your must-have list or like your dream bucket list to tour with or be on a bill with um i get pretty excited oh it's usually friends because 
you know, like when collaborators and stuff, I'm always sort of like locked in a studio with them. But, you know, when you see your friends on a bill and a festival, you actually, oh, we could eat together. We could watch some bands together. Actually, like kind of hang out like norm- normal people or something. So, yeah. you know, there's tons of music I always want to see, but usually I'm looking for any friends I got out there. Now, when you're on like a, a big bill like that, do you actually get to to watch a lot of the show? Yeah. If you, I mean, if you want, so it depends how much time you want to be tired and go home or if you want to really yeah you, you know you got a past you can drift around and look at go to all the stages and see what's going on I, I end up seeing a lot of music that way that's awesome i know you were your festival that you created was just one stage it was and one stage one- yeah because i don't like um i didn't i never wanted to have like a big festival i always wanted just to have it's like more like a block party in new jersey and so the idea was to make sure that like everyone could just see everything going on yeah and experience everything and that would be that nobody had to make any choices or yeah. decide where they were headed that's i mean you're just inspirational and you, i think you really just hit home for so many people and give give that's nice dance <laughs> of music. it's i mean but it's true it's anything you read or anytime you bring up your name it's just like wow like what an inspiration and what you know tug on the heartstrings and just like it's real it's it's real real music and somebody who understands the industry and what music means to people so it's it's just so cool to follow oh hold those words Val, when i'm when i'm low stop ringing my head for real it it really is it, it means a lot and your music means a lot to people and and the music that you have produced and helped to work i mean the um we just started spinning the new um claro track oh i love that song Oh my God. It's just, I was like, wait a minute. He worked on that one too. I loved making that record. We went up, went up to a mountain and made that album, like kind of really? peak. had to get away from COVID. And yeah, that, that song is, is so special. It's, it's very like, you don't realize how complicated and weird the changes are in that song. They're real interesting. Yeah. And what talent too. Brilliant. Love and that. I guess I know I have like a minute left. I wanted to <laughs> ask about um, working with Lord on the new solar power album she's a really one of the true true magnificent friends and collaborations of my lifetime um so you know won't say too much about that because it's all about to come and the album will reveal everything but just some of the most special work that i've ever been a part of awesome well thanks Um, for playing all these records that really means a lot to us i mean it's so cool to be able to say like wait i know that one and i know that one and wait he's involved with that one too it's just you're inspirational and we're really excited for the new all right well you're the new voice in my head when i feel like crap sometimes this job is is hard and this is one of those moments where it's like real like holy cow (laughs) my career is you're being very sweet to me i really appreciate you (laughs) It's, we appreciate you. Your music means a lot to a lot of people, myself included. So it, like I said, it truly is an honor. Thanks so much. And good luck with the album. And we All right. Big day. Yeah. To come to New York. I know the night before. It's like Christmas Eve. I know. It's wild. All right. All right. Good take luck. care, Val. Pleasure. Nice Thank to talk you to you. So Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Studio Cuts podcast. And once again, a huge thank you to Jack Antonoff for taking the time to sit down and talk with me for the WRV Studio Cuts podcast. Don't forget about our new music show every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Thanks to Dark Side Records. It's called Sunday Studio Cuts. See you next time. The Studio Cuts podcast with WRRV.